Hey, how we doing, Dodger fans? The bats come alive today on Sunday to take two out of three from the Diamondbacks and to give the Dodgers a winning week. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the trade deadline coming up, and we'll look at the week ahead all tonight on Dodgers Wrap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh yeah, it's the final countdown to the trade deadline. Will the Dodgers be active? We don't know. All kinds of speculation going out there. Oh, but it was a nice day at the Ravine today. The uh, the Dodgers exploding for 13 runs today to get the win versus the D-backs. Oh yeah. 14 to 3. What an explosion. 17 hits. Go get them, Dodgers, alongside Hunter Marks. Thank you, thank you. I'm Mike Conley, and this is another edition of Dodgers Wrap 360. See how I said that? I really kind of, you know, my dialect coach would be pleased with that. I really pronounced your name. Hunter Marks. When you mean it, you believe it. Boom. Somebody signed me up in the Midwest (laughs) for a sports position. Hello. Uh, What do you think about those Dodgers today? The bats have been a little bit quiet, but they absolutely exploded today. Bats are flying. Guys are hitting. What a great win. Uh, Tough to lose Bud Norris early in the game after one out, but uh, the bullpen came through. Dodgers were down early 3-0, but it looked a little little shaky in the beginning, but really, really pulled together and, as you said, just just crushed the ball today. They did. Um yeah, Bud Norris. So that I mean, you hate to see starters going down. You know, obviously you got Kershaw on the shelf, uh, but yeah, it seemed like he kind of got hurt, and then you know the skip came out, and then he went back in, and then he came out again once he hurt again. But apparently, something with his right lat. But hopefully, he's just out. Couple stats. Yeah, hopefully this won't this won't take him out of the the rotation too long. This couldn't have come at a worse time for the Dodgers. Does this change their mindset now with the deadline deadline approaching? I wonder. I mean, and you know, especially with like Bud Norris's uh, his start earlier this week was probably his best start since the Dodgers acquired him. So it was like, okay, this guy looks like he might be a piece right. moving forward, and it's just like to lose him. It's just like. Ugh! A little bit of a, a, a shot to the half. For How Dodgers much heartbreak fans. can these can these Dodger Dodger team and Dodger fans take to lose another starting pitcher? It's just a dagger in the heart right now. But the, the, unbelievably, the the guys are hitting. They're responding. Yeah. You know, they lost Saturday, but they won Friday night, and it's just been it's been a little bit of a rock and roll roller coaster here. But, yeah. but they're doing well. So. That Friday night win, incredible uh, game. Oh, incredible! What yeah. a. What a game. Skip said it's probably our best one of the year. And then he kind of qualified it afterwards by saying, I probably have a short memory. <laughs> he goes, but, you know, what are you going to say? But, I mean, and that's what you want out of a skipper to have short memory. So. Well, they had a large lead, blew the lead, and then all of a sudden Jock said, I got this. Then Utley says, I got this. Boom. <laughs> Jock has been uh, starting to crush the ball. So that yeah, is great looks, to see. He looks like he's he's almost 100% healthy now, playing great defense as usual. And, you know, his swing, batting average, he's still fighting to get up there. But that'll come. And But he's, he's seeing the ball well. He's thinking he hit another home run today. So man is on fire. That man is on fire. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. But it makes me wonder now, 
with, like I said, with the deadline approaching, are the Dodgers trying to be buyers now for a starting pitcher? And how much time do they have? The clock is ticking. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, um, everybody kind of thought, assumed they were buyers. I mean, I know we were kind of pontificating on this program last week uh, of them possibly being sellers. But that was kind of all hinging upon us getting word this week that Kershaw was done for the year. But we didn't get that word this week. In fact, no, no Kershaw news, is still up in the air, No right? news is good news. And that's yeah. and I think there's been no news on, the, on his timetable so far. So until I hear the words back and surgery, I'm just going to... Assume that he's going to be okay. We'll see him in a Dodger uniform again this year. Yeah, I mean, it's really going to take something extraordinary for him to be out for the year because you know uh, what a competitor that guy is, and with the team playing well and showing some resiliency that maybe they haven't shown as much of in the past few seasons, even though they've been winning division titles, he's got to be excited about this team. And you know, he's chomping, uh, you know. Uh, at the bit to get back out there Absolutely. and take the bump every fifth day, no question. So I keep going back to when Josh mentioned last week about the the old Simmons Ewing theory: when your best player goes down, and how guys step up. And over the weekend, I mean, the Dodgers seem to have been taken over the last few weeks. The yeah. Dodgers seem to have been like, especially the Dodger offense. We got this. Let's carry this to score some runs, and they've been doing that. Yeah. So well, I was really uh, quite excited. Um, you know, after that win Friday night, and it seemed like it was that kind of win. Uh, that was could propel them to big things. So I was a little bit uh, disgusted when they laid an egg on Saturday. But uh, but that to game, the last place Diamondbacks, yeah, yeah. it's kind of tough. But we won the series. They're <laughs> right of the ship, and that's what it's all about: winning series. And you know, uh, last road trip, getting two wins versus two quality teams yes. on the road. Huge. That's big with Kershaw going down in the middle of the road trip. Yep. So then this week, getting the split with Tampa in that odd two-game series, probably could have taken two uh, in that, but the bats were kind of quiet in that series. And then, thankfully, they woke up in that seventh inning Friday night and then again today on Sunday. So um, interesting thing, Sunday night, that seventh inning took 72 minutes. Wow. To play. Uh, Teams combined for 12 runs. Both teams batted around. Five Dodger pitches were used pretty crazy yeah pretty crazy and uh usually i mean you never really want to see your your bullpen tax that much or your rotation but you know it seems to seems that this is we're gonna write the ship and it's gonna be okay so and jock and chase with like the two two run bombs uh you know with the walk in between the vance like walk it was great to see and like we say jock is kind of turning a corner now so absolutely and the silverhead fox chase utley just boom does this guy age Right? I don't think so. He's just he's playing he's playing like like the Chase Utley of of his old Philly years, and it's he's what a blessing in disguise he's been. So. Yeah, and that swing on that home run was great. It was just like quick hands, you know. It was like Chase Utley of 03. It was just like blip, yeah, and that was just out of there. It was, it was great and to see head down around the bases, and then like next next up, Jock Peterson, or excuse me, Jock then Chase, but yeah. just beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Um. I think, and I'm glad to see that Doc is kind of, you know, using his assets in the right way. You know, a guy like Utley, 37, 38 years old now, you know, he's been resting him a little bit now. I mean, that makes it an easy decision because Howie is just absolutely crushing it yeah, right now, is. hitting wise. So, you know, it, it's a little easy to give Utley days off now as opposed to when he was kind of carrying the offense a wee bit back in April. So You know, and Howie's actually looking a little bit more like a left fielder now. 
he he's really, making some plays he's out make, there. He's making some plays. You know, the other day he he misjudged a fly ball, but I noticed that for the first time in a long time. He actually is. He look. He's looking like a like not so lost out there anymore. Yeah. Not that he was lost in the first place, but it's always tough to to play a new position, especially when like most of your career you have been a middle infielder. So to go from that to the outfield is a big transition, and he's done. A, he's done a fine job. Yeah, and he's looked okay a couple times at third base too. Um, it was only a matter of time to the bat came around. He struggled his first couple months, but he, but him like the rest of these guys, I can't get enough of how on fire this team is, and we love it. And he, with especially the Giants losing too. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, the Giants have not been too good, uh, you know, since great. the All Star break. <laughs> so that's been great, and the, the the that's allowed the Giants to like cut into their lead by you know five or six games just in the past month. So that that's incredible. Um, now, do we think the Dodgers are going to sustain this with the pitchers going down? That's that's where the where the trouble goes because the starting pitching is finally starting to come around with the rest of the bullpen. And when all cylinders are clicking, you know this is this is a team that all of a sudden developing deep playoff chatter. Well, I mean that kind of begs the question now uh, if they're going to be in the market for Stata. You know, uh, there was already speculation before Norris went down that they were talking to Tampa. And you know, I wonder like how much of those rumors are you know, actual potential trades and how much of it is just like, you know, internet pundits throwing stuff out there, you know, because Andrew Friedman was the old GM of Tampa and he's very familiar with that club. Uh, it's probably a little bit of both. It is. Uh, I mean, yeah. I think these, I think the GMs are having these conversations on the phone about these players, but whether they're going as deep as, as the media portrays it is another question. You know, a call about Chris Archer trade, I'm sure happens, but as how far along it went as far as discussing terms and whatnot, well, we don't know yet. And yeah. it seems to have died down a little bit, but stranger things have happened against the deadline. So yeah. I think probably a more likely scenario is them picking up a bat. Uh, you know, Jay Bruce has been the guy most talked about. You know, they want to kind of add another lefty bat in there because they are very righty heavy. So to get and another, Jay, and the, excuse me, but they uh, they sat Jay Bruce today too. They said to rest him, but I think we know with the deadline yeah. approaching, <laughs> Jay Bruce is getting moved. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Whether the Dodgers are going to get him, you know, because there's been rumored that there's up to six teams, uh, kind of. Involved and maybe getting as there should be because he's been he's been hitting as yeah. it should be and he he is a wanted he is a wanted man yes we'd be lucky to have him yeah and we were talking all last week about how bad the the pitching market was going to be and how costly that was going to be but you know seems like the Jay Bruce market is going to be pretty expensive it, it, too it is, yeah it will be and as will the Jonathan Lucroy market if he decides to sign with the team <laughs> right so. yeah it's interesting because uh you know he was almost kind of a done deal to the Indians but then he vetoed that twice this weekend he's got, got, got that uh no trade to like 10 teams or so who the Dodgers, Dodgers are, are not on not that on list that. by the way which which makes me wonder does he want to come to LA uh, who wouldn't? Yeah, who wouldn't? Right? <laughs> well, we like to think that. But, uh. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be better than the Natty. But so, uh, if the Dodgers were to entertain trade talk, real quick, if the Dodgers were to entertain, love it, to entertain a uh, take a, the rest a of the show. trade, would that mean that this is the last we've seen of Yasmani Grandal? Uh, I mean, probably. Yeah, I mean, I would have I, to think he'd be packaged in there somewhere. Well, I, I think it'd be probably more like an Austin Bonds, more okay. likely to go in that, just because I think Milwaukee's going with youth and kind of like prospects at this point and guys that they can control. Uh, Yasmani, 
I'm not sure where he is control-wise. Maybe he's got one more arbitration year left. I'm not sure about that. But. Okay. But no team really needs two healthy starting everyday catchers, as good as it sound on paper. Right. So we'll see. Well, what about A.J. Ellis, the guy's a speed demon, getting his first career stolen base this week? Uh, shout out to A.J. Ellis for that. The wheels on that guy. Boom. Boom, baby. It's kind of <laughs> awesome. It, what was awesome was that uh, Kershaw went out and got the base. Got it authenticated. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> They're best friends. I yeah. mean... Uh, you didn't hear it on the show, but uh, AJ Ellis owes a lot to Kershaw for still being a Dodger. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's a secret. To <laughs> I don't any think Dodger it's a secret, a secret anymore. Yeah. But um, I mean, all Dodger fans know that that guy has had a spot on the Dodgers the past three years, <laughs> too solely to be in Kershaw's caddy. There's no doubt about that. But hey, when you have the best pitcher in baseball, just like any sport, you kind of listen to what they want. So, that, oh yeah, I mean if. Especially when his name is Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. If Kersh goes into uh, Skip and says, I want Hunter Marks as my personal catch-up, boom. Guess who's suiting up? Clayton, I'm available. Are you available? <laughs> Start stretching. Start stretching. Uh, so today's win uh, puts Dodgers at 59 and 46, two games back of the Giants. And Consolidating uh, the wild card still. You know, those pesky Colorado Rockies. They won't go away. I mean, they're, just, they're knocking on the door at 500, and they're only nine games back in the division. They look like they were going to hang in there for a little bit at the beginning. Then they had kind of a downturn, and now they're kind of playing better baseball and getting back in the mix. So They're know. always that team come playoff time when the Dodgers have they've won four division titles in a row. Uh, they're the team that always kind of – or three, excuse me. Thank you. You're already counting this one. I, wow. I think I, I am. That's confidence. I am. But uh, they're always that team when a team is making a wild, wild, wild card chase. They're always that pesky team that like always seems to pull out wins at the end of the year and really makes things difficult for everybody. Yeah. Well, if you remember back to like I think it was 07 where they uh, – 20 or 21? Yeah. Or whatever that 20 ridiculous. of 21 or 21 <laughs> to 22. They went on that long run and – they ended up uh, losing in the World Series that year. Yeah, they did. But... Any any idea who they lost to in that one? So this is 2007? No. Oh. Where was this? Think of who's asking you. Oh, let me get Boston. Right Boston here. Red Sox. This, this is a, there it is. This is a Dodger show masquerading as a Red Sox. <laughs> no, it's not. We already do the Red Sox show. Come on. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm you know. Dave Roberts I'm here? I'm on my best behavior. <laughs> yeah, I love Dave Roberts. We know. You know? Um, Greatest stolen base in postseason history. <laughs> absolutely. You, you listen well. The uh, So, just to talk, if they're getting uh, some pitching, and it comes with those, uh, from the Tampa Bay Rays, who are just looking to peddle some pitchers, um, there were some good auditions this week yes. from those guys. I mean, on Chris Archer. Tuesday, Chris Archer had a great stop for them. Uh, seven solid innings pitched, only allowing one earned run on that one. Uh, his his manager Kevin Cash said after the game that that was his best start of the year. Uh, Great, trade him. <laughs> yeah, right. He, he's gonna he's gonna take a haul, and um, you know, and also the following uh, night, Matt Moore had a great audition for them. You know, he he, he was uh, he was good. His six point two innings pitched, only allowing a run on four hits. Five Ks. He did have four walks, but he looked pretty good. Two guys the Dodgers have reportedly have had interest in the last few weeks, but I'm starting to wonder now with Bud Norris going down and Brandon McCarthy pitching okay if they want to trade. Because I'd have to imagine McCarthy would want to be one of the pitchers dealt in that deal if it happened. Now the Dodgers may be thinking, well, we might we don't know Bud Norris' situation, we don't know Kershaw's situation. Brandon Anderson's about to start his rehab assignment. Yeah. Brandon McCarthy is looking pretty good for staying on the Dodgers. 
unless they can get a blue chip guy for him. Yeah, he's. I don't think he'll go in any deal. Uh, but I hope not now. <laughs> yeah, I, they're, it's they're going to be. You know, the teams that are selling at this point, especially a team that's like twenty games under five hundred, like Tampa, they're not looking for any guys coming off of TJ. They're looking for solid prospects. So they're going to be talking about Urias. They're going to be talking about Jose De Leon, and you know, if you'd like to keep Urias, but you know, Jose De Leon and uh, you know, Jarrell Cotton and, you know, maybe Clevenger uh, has to go in that, that deal. Um, yeah, my my personal opinion on this is, and this is just from a Dodger fan perspective, is I'm just having flashbacks of Pedro Martinez and his lone Dodger season, and we know the career that he went on to have. And these are two completely different pitchers. One's a right-handed pitcher and one's a left-handed pitcher. But you just you the, the potential was there for both of them so young, and I really would like to see the Dodgers roll the dice on this one and keep him as roll the dice and keeping keeping him as a Dodger and kind of just seeing how that played off and just not giving up that chip just yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely don't want to give him up, especially kind of the brief kind of his we saw him his five and six starts. Like you know, none of them were really super, but you can show see that the kid belongs. He and belongs. He's only nineteen, you know. Plus the fact. I really think that moving forward, the Dodgers, when I look at what I would like them to acquire, sure, a right-handed bat would be nice, a start would be nice, but I look at that bullpen, and, you know, especially with Libertor kind of turning into a setup guy, you know, he's no longer kind of a lefty, you know, just a Specialist, lefty. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so your only other lefty in the pen is J.P. Howell, and that is a considerable miss. drop-off. Yeah. Uh, although he's been okay lately. He's been okay lately. Um, but one th- – so I was thinking maybe they could maybe go after a Boone Logan from the Rockies, maybe someone like that. It wouldn't maybe cost that much. Um, just to give give Doc another lefty out of that pen. To well, you're use. right. They need that. They need that left-handed middle reliever to to eat up a couple of innings. Well, and, and like just to go after lefties, but you know who it could be, Julio Urias. <laughs> you know, so I mean, they want to obviously kind of tamp it down his innings, and he has been pitching out of the pen uh, down in Oklahoma City. So we shall see well, how he ends up the Dodgers have said that Ross Stripling will, will hopefully will be moving forward will kind of be taking that Bud Norris position for now he came in pitched pretty well today in relief so mm-hmm. and he's shown that he can I don't know if I'd call quality starts but he shows he can be a starting pitcher and give you spot starts and which is at this point when you're piecing together a rotation again for the upteenth time this season you know this is what you need right now so Moving forward, it'll be very interesting to see the direction that they go. But I think right now we both agree starting pitching is should be a priority. Yeah. Um, that being said, I, I don't necessarily want to go spending you know, in this market. So it's like Stripling was pretty good at the beginning of the season when he was in the rotation. Uh, nothing like dynamite. Nothing no, special, but, but he was serviceable. So and, exactly. you know, you know Brett, Brett Anderson is... Can't know, wait till he comes back. He's supposedly starting a rehab assignment Start, soon. Yeah, starting a rehab assignment soon. He'll be resuming. He'll be back hopefully next couple of weeks whenever he decides to come up. And You know who you know he's going to be starting baseball activity soon? Mr. Trace Thompson. That is nice to see. Nice, nice to see. There's a right-handed bat. And hopefully, because you know that back was really bothering him before, hopefully he's really kind of taking this time to heal up and get that swing back. Because we really chase you really good user right now, buddy. <laughs> yeah, um, you know who's tremendously falling out of favor in, in many trade rooms this week. <laughs> Your boy, Mister Yasiel Puig. 
Yeah, Yasiel, he's really been used as a pinch hitter over the last eight games, I want to say. He started today. Uh, had a nice win, three for five. A uh, couple couple ribbies. Nice nice to see him in the lineup. But he... Um, showcase. 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 You know, there was a lot of talk of uh, Bruce uh, Bruce for Yasiel Puig trade going. Jay Bruce or Yasiel Puig. And with uh, Bruce sitting out today and Yasiel playing, you're like, oh, is he auditioning for the Reds now or any other teams? And... You know, clock is still ticking. Deadline's not over. The Reds aren't going to do that. They but, might. They might not. But there might be other buyers in the market who will. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be kind of interested to kick the tires on UCL because, you know, like I always say on this program, you know, much like in your uh, stock portfolio, you want to buy low, sell high. So with Yaciel, you know, you still kind of can remember the animal that busted on the scene like three years ago. And, you know, we haven't seen him since, but you just know what he's capable of and how talented a player he is. And his ceiling is pretty, pretty high that if he can kind of just get in the right situation, you know, maybe some team can unlock that. So it's like, it seems to me that the Dodgers are just kind of like fed up, you know, with this guy. Well, and his they just, hamstrings it, are made of thin crisps. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of discouraging, but just more so... Is he taking to the coaching, you know, because he still makes kind of bonehead plays in the bases and, you know, sometimes in the outfield, you know, so it's just like you wonder, is it working with this kid? Is it is it sinking in, you know? Well, you're never going to you're never going to tame him. And I don't know so much that you that you want to. Um, Wild horses. He, well, exactly. Wild, wild horses. He, um, I, I, can't, I do believe that he's matured from a standpoint. You know, a lot less off the field uh, base, uh, headlines other than baseball for him, which is nice to see because he had a little string of those, whether they were true or not. And uh, he was in the media for the wrong reasons, it seems. Uh, but he does seem to have matured. What, what ones are you talking about? There was, a, there was a bar fight that he was alleged to have been in that turned out to be hogwash. Oof. So... That said, allegedly that he got in a fight with his sister. I believe it was in Miami, and it never happened. And TMZ, that, that reporting was like he started a bar fight. Nothing came of that. Nothing was charged. You know, those are the type of off-season off headlines that you don't want to see that came up. So, But from from maturity standpoint, it seems that this, this season he has matured a little bit more. At least I think so. Yeah. But, um, again, you know, he just... These injuries, he just seems to be injury prone. And we just we just don't know what we have with him yet. Or maybe we do. And that's just... Someone who no longer will be a Dodger in the next couple of days. Yeah, I mean, hearing his you know name out there, you know where he is, only hitting two fifty seven homers and stuff. Uh, it makes me think that they're just like, let's move on for this guy. We have a good chemistry in this clubhouse, and it's only going to get better by us. You know, erasing this guy, getting rid of him, and like I could see obviously three years ago he busted on the scene, but even in the last couple of years, or like. You know, two years ago, you didn't want to like trade this youth, but now there's a bit of a youth movement. We have, you know, potential rookie of the year, uh, you know, Corey Seager. We and MVP. Jock, just throwing it out you know, there. Uh, <laughs> just throwing it out there. Getting a little ahead of yourself. <laughs> you know, we, we got a little youth movement, Kenta Maeda. You know, we got another rookie of the year candidate. Uh, I will say this, though. Come playoff time, you always need that X factor. And he is that X factor type of player. He's listen. Let's face it. When healthy, he is a five tool player, and you don't want to go trading too many five tool players. Or teams generally don't. Yeah. When is when is he going to break those tools out of the toolbox, though? Well, we're still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he shows his arm off very often, and the but speed the other and tools, the... it's like you know. And speed's great to have, but if you 
are an idiot and run when you shouldn't. Yeah. You know, it's like, ugh, what are you going to do? But, yeah, there's no arguing his talent level. So he's, I believe he's uh, set for arbitration next year, too. Because, remember, he had that sweetheart of a deal when the Dodgers signed him, signed him to. It was, it, was like, it was like a five-year deal, $40 million, and like 20 of it was guaranteed at the time. Something like that. Yeah, no, he's still under contract. I think he's like for like the next two years. Yeah, I know he's like up for arbitration next year. And then nine. Okay. You know, so I think they with that deal they kind of bought out his arbitration years. So okay. that's why those guys kind of signed for what looked like team friendly deals because teams are just like kind of buying out their arbitration years. Much like Friedman, you know, will pro- try and do that with Sega. I'm sure the way he did with uh, um, Evan Longoria when he was back in Tampa. You know, where he signed him to that like. Like before, he even had like two games under his belt. He signed him to like a ten-year, hundred million dollar deal or something ridiculous like that. And he was also rumored, you know, probably just because of the Friedman connection, obviously, to be coming over. But it would probably take a haul uh, to get him as well. And I think we're both in agreement that we'd like to see the Dodgers maybe make a few small moves, but more tinkering moves and not just uh, mortgaging the farm at this point. You know, especially with Kershaw being up in the air. You know, and oddly enough, we're winning. <laughs> That's what's crazy. Pitchers man. go down, and we're winning series, and we're winning games. Yeah, we split the one with the Rays. That's fine, but this is an anomaly right now because usually, usually the rule of thumb is as your pitching goes, the team goes. Yeah, but these this offense is just carrying the team right now, and all of a sudden, like we're neck and neck with the Giants, and like I'm starting to believe this is a deep playoff team. I was thinking, yeah, they can make the playoffs and be squeezed in there, but all of a sudden, like. This is, this is the team that are turning heads. Yeah. Because they're not supposed to be. Yeah, no, especially with the Giants, like, um, you know, they picked up Eduardo Nunez yesterday, which is kind of an under-the-radar deal, which is kind of what the Giants are kind of known for. But he's a third baseman. They have Duffy coming back to play that position. He can play a little second base, a little outfield, too. Good speed guy. He was leading the American League in stolen bases uh, when they got him. So it's a nice pickup for them. But they have a lot of problems. have been having a lot of problems this year in the back end of their status. Like, they're... they're Excuse me, not the back end of the rotation, although there's problems there, because uh, they were in the market for possibly another start, but also their bullpen uh, really has been there, and that's been really a strength of them when they've won, right. you know, through the even year World Series uh, going back here over the last few years. Um, so that's probably another reason why, despite our urges last week to have us be sellers at this deadline that the front office is just like hey the giants can be had and we are going to go for it and, and so you can't fault them in that but that being said you got to hold on to urias and you know i think i was the lone, like to hold on to the alien too i think i was the lone holdout last week for dodgers being sellers i wanted to be biased mm-hmm. but i have to admit for different reasons than that we know now from yeah. so i mean in my defense and in michael's defense and uh josh yeah, and everyone's defense but mine but well you you were saying hey let's buy you know but we were saying sell if Kershaw comes down. Kershaw, right? Out. We didn't know the you news know. yet. We don't, and we still don't. And, and the Dodgers should be buyers for now, but for total reasons of what I was thinking last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Little did I know that Bud Norris would be going down, and this is <laughs> this is the situation we'd be in. Gotta love baseball any yeah. given day. Yeah, but like rather than you know mortgage the farm system to bring in a Matt Moore or Chris Acha, you know more would obviously cost less. But um, I just don't you, like the message it sends. It sends to the guys, you know, it's especially because they're winning and they're hitting. And I mean, to cut you off right there, but you know, mm. it's how do you explain it to the veterans? Really, the veterans, forget the rookies and stuff. How do you explain to the veterans that when you're winning, 
and now we're going to sell our assets, like, and which would probably be the veterans anyways. But like, how do you explain that? And like, especially when you're winning. Oh it's yeah, just, yeah. That's yeah. just like a hard. That's a hard sell, and that would. I think that would confuse the fans, and it just wouldn't. It would be. The oh yeah, poor yeah. of course. Yeah, no, we're talking about buying now, which would obviously be a great message for them because they would be excited to bring in a Chris Hacha because they don't care about minor league guys. They don't know anything about them, but we do because we just like <laughs> love pouring over them. So it, I would hate to, you know, like I say, use a Urias or a De Leon. You know, I don't know too much about uh, the, the prospect and... guy. You know, Montas, I, I'd get rid of. You know, I mean, in the right deal. Uh, but you know, <laughs> just like bye, <laughs> get him out of here, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh man, who do you think have been the big winners thus far in the uh, in the trade deadline so far? Uh, well, it's not you, over yet. It's true. You know, we still got about uh, what. Mm, Eleven hours, something like that. Tick, tick, tick. Eleven hours, twelve hours. So, uh, I I mean, the Yankees—they've done. I think they've—they've really set themselves up for this year and for next. Cleveland did a good job getting Andrew Miller. Who knows how long they'll have him for, though? Well, he's under contract for the next two years. So, if they don't want him, it's going to be a case of they'll trade him because. If they have a tough year next year, he'll be in demand next year at the trade deadline. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy that got moved, you know, last year as well at the deadline. So, um, the or two years ago, two so years ago, the big winner so far this year, you think? Last year, um, <laughs> the Cubs uh, maybe Cubs. getting uh, Chapman. Love That's that big for them. I mean, the the back end of their bullpen was pretty horrible. So to add a guy that throws. 100 miles an hour, you know, every pitch. <laughs> it's not a bad pickup. And, it, you know, that just tells the team or we have a chance to win, you know, for the first time since 1906. So we got to go, go. And I don't think they're done. I think you'll, you'll see them add something else, maybe Rich Hill from Oakland. But uh, Theo's going gonna, to gonna make some moves there. Yeah, he, he absolutely will. And uh, this, this Cubs back line now kind of reminds me of the uh, 2013 or 14 when the Cardinals won. That rotation when they when they were just throwing like seven eight nine guys and then just crushing it. So tip of the hat to the Cubs. Good job, guys. You know, and Theo they trust. Seriously, what a GM. He has just turned that team around. Mm. It stings me deep. Yes, it stings me deep. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, also I think you know Cleveland getting Miller, y'all like that. You know, it looked really good when they were able to get Luke Roy too. They were filling like two of their big holes, but. He's being a potty pooper and veto in that trade, so I don't know. Who you wants know? to move to Cleveland? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, <laughs> Cleveland. You know, they got they they got a championship now. You know, yeah, and different sports. So, <laughs> right, this is baseball now. Um, no, Cleveland's doing fine, and uh, they uh, they've been on the rise the last couple of years. But the Yankees, as much as a Dodger fan, as much as it kills me to say, the New York Yankees. Tip of the hat to Brian Cashman. This guy is no, knows what he's doing. He is the true architect of this team, and as he has been for the last twelve or thirteen years, he is. He's a great baseball man, and as a born Red Sox fan, I was <laughs> rooting for the Steinbrenners to just get in there and foil his plans. Because with those two trades alone, he went from having probably a a bottom five farm system in all of baseball to now a top five yes. in all yeah. of baseball. So it's pretty crazy uh, that he was able to do that uh, in just two trades and with relievers as the trade trades. And he's not done. You know, he's going to get rid of Beltran 
And, you know, there's, there's, if somebody will take Brett Gardner off him, they'll get rid of him too. 38-year-old so. Carlos Beltran and just wrecking the ball this year. I haven't heard any rumors of the Dodgers being in the sweepstakes for him. I'm not sure if they – I mean, it would be great to have a switching bat like that in the lineup. But yeah. I wonder who would have to give up because you know he would command people even at his age. Well, the thing with him is he is old and he is just a rental. You know, and as you Rentals get to win World Series, <laughs> yeah, but they just don't cost as much as guys that are young and you know controllable. So, you know, even though he's, he's hitting, the price will be lower. You know, obviously much lower than Chapman and uh, Miller. And I think if like there's no takers on him, they'll kind of deal him. You know, yeah. at the deadline, no matter what, for fifty cents. Does he dollar. have to stay? You think in the American League? In the American League, because could he be an everyday player in the National League? And just... I, he, I haven't seen him. You know, he's been playing a lot of outfield for the Yankees. He looks okay. He looks, he looks fine. serviceable. He looks you know? fine. He's not going to win a Gold Glove, but he can still get in front of some one bounces out there. Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, you know, um, we got to get. It'd be nice to get Bud Norris back because that start he had early in the week for us, Acha was his longest outing as a Dodger. This uh, is what we traded him for. Traded for, for him, yeah. Or, traded for, excuse me, for yeah. him. The, the start's like this, and it's just, you know, terrible for him, terrible for us just to see him go down so early, but, you know, hopefully, uh, no, like I said, no, like Kershaw, no news is bad news. <laughs> At least I'm taking it this way, so. Right. <laughs> Bud, uh, we're thinking about you. Come back, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So he was good, uh, 6.1 innings pitch, only allowing two hits, six Ks, two walks. Another milestone uh, this week, not only the first career stolen base for AJ Ellis. <laughs> AJ! But Bud Norris got his 1,000 career strikeout uh, that night, so that was good. That was the same night that Howie's 16-game win streak got snapped with an 0-3, but he's picked up right where he left off and is hitting again. So in the second game of that Rays series, the one they lost, that was the Rays' first ever win at Chavez Ravine. Hopefully the last. <laughs> yeah, right? And uh, it, I don't know if you, if you watch that game. Did you see Logan Morrison's catch over by the stands? I did base? Oh, my God. It was like, you know how usually when you see those guys go to first and they're like reaching for the wall and they're like, oh, my God, am I close? And, and then they end up missing it. <laughs> Dude stayed locked in. Oh, yeah. To the right and absolutely smashed into the wall, went ass over tea kettle, and, like, knocked over this, like, protective thing that was on the padding. It was, like, it was a pretty fierce crash into the wall. He was like that. Over he like was that. like, he was that type of player on the Marlins. Just fearless, reckless guy. And just, like, someone you, you want like that. And I mean. He can stroke it, too. Pretty, pretty, pretty put together. So. You also also know who had a, a fantastic catch the other day was the uh, Dodgers, uh, Warm up girl for the fielder. Another another snag. Second one on the year for her. She's been. She's. I think the Dodgers need to seriously start looking at her. There you go. Get her number. <laughs> the uh, Dodgers. Uh, a little shout out today before the game. They honored uh, the 1953 rookie, the Jim Gilliam. Because oh. they're kind of doing that whole pin series with a uh, kind of honoring all the guys that have their number retired by the Dodgers. So shout out to him. His uh, grandson threw out the first pitch. It was a little bit of a seed too. It's pretty oh, good. Okay. Maybe sign him up. You ever see that 50 cent opening pitch, opening day pitch? Yeah, he won't be getting a contract. Yeah, the the ball flew sideways into the stands. He will not be getting a contract anytime (laughs) soon. That'll Uh, be on Booper Reels for decades to come. (laughs) Lost in that that big comeback on Friday night uh, was was another good start by Good Kenta, as like as good you like Kenta. to say, Good you know? Kenta, Bad Kenta. You know, he was had six shutout innings going and retired. 
16 out of the 17 batters he faced uh, through those six shutout innings. So looked oh, that well, must be 17 out of 18. Uh, looked uh, well until last inning when they pulled him. It was a little shady. Really would like to see him go at least seven innings in any start this year. Um, because, again, come come playoff race, come, I know well, Dodgers are in the wild card, hopefully leading the division. Like, we're going to need to see him go deep. Yeah. You know, because that's what playoffs are made of. Here's the thing. It's like, and what you see in every time he pitches, they put this up. Anytime it, like, starts creeping into the fifth or sixth inning. First time through the lineup, bat is hit, like, 178 versus him. Okay? <laughs> Second time through the lineup, bat is hit, like, 204 versus him. Third time through the lineup, bat is hit like 342 <laughs> off him. So it's like, whoa, that's a jump. Yeah. And it's like you want him to break that trend. I hear what you're saying, but it seems like he's not breaking that trend. You know, and that kind of leads me back to a day where, you know, I think I brought it up on this this show before. Maybe it was a red truck show. But, like, okay, if you have that guy that can go lights out two times through the order, Okay, get six out of them. Get five and a third out of them. And then try and match them up with another guy, a stripling type, or that can also get... Um, I like that. You know, like, like that. go through the order and get to it. Because, I mean, I think there's too much of a, uh emphasis put on guys coming out of the bullpen just being one-inning guys. It's like, hey, let's pretend it's like the early 80s where <laughs> if a guy comes out of the bullpen and he looks great... Keep and he gets in. three guys out. Keep him in. Keep him in. You know, it's like, it's, lefty like, it's lefty. like, okay, Just... you've seen the guy. Yeah. It's like, he's doing well today. It's like, is he going to go, you know, night to day in an innings period? Or is it a more of a chance that some other guy in the pen, you don't know how he's throwing today, can come in and get blasted? So it's like, if a guy's going good... Why not let him throw? You I know? could I couldn't agree more. And when I said who cares about lefties for lefties, well, I care. For, for, first of all, I actually care about that. So I'm going to walk that one back. <laughs> Walking about, but uh, but you know, there is a lot of emphasis on like on specialty pitchers. You know, oh, lefty and batter, gotta get a lefty up there to throw. And you know, sometimes circumstances call for that, and that's fine. But I would I couldn't agree more with you when when a guy is throwing dimes, he's throwing dimes, right? And, you can't argue with the results. I'd like to see Libertor. You know, actually, he's kind of at his limit there. He's like, two innings is good. He's three, if he's throwing three innings, you might be like, oh, okay, well, let's see what's going on with this. But but I wouldn't mind to see like a little Maeda stripling uh, little duo there. You know, some, some teamwork. Right. That's teamwork. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so it's great to see Jock. Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's great to see Jock hitting the ball. Uh, he's he go deep again today. He went deep again today. So that's three straight games, I believe, this, with a home run. This guy, out this guy, he's a stud. Uh, he was the only one of the only guys to hit off Braden Shipley the other day, who got his first career win. And that, Wait, I want to say Saturday he went deep today. I believe he went deep today. I definitely know Grandall did and Seeger. So we'll do a little fact check on that. Take, real quick. take a little fact check on Jacques today. <laughs> but Jacques, Jacques is hitting well. Um, yep, hit his sixteenth. Yeah, hit his sixteenth today. Everybody was hitting Seager today. Seager hit his eighteenth, and Grandal is fifteenth. So this time to become that homer team they were last year. And at the beginning of the year, I, th- I have to believe they they were at one point leading the majors in home runs, and they're definitely I would have to believe top three, top five if they're still not leading the league in home runs. Interesting. So. That's something to uh, to look look at for next week. Uh, great with runners in scoring position today. Eight for twenty. That was fantastic. Yeah, I gotta say, we talked. We, I think we talked on our, our first show about Dave Roberts and how he's been doing. I gave him. I think you believe you gave him a B plus. I gave him a B. I, I, I'm creeping up that grade right there. This guy has just been impressive. Again, you just always, you always in the back burner wonder a guy with no managerial experience. How is he going to do during the year? And how is he going to do? And 
I, I, I'm just seeing wonderful results, especially as guys are going down as they have been all year. Well, I think the strength with uh, Dave Roberts is that he's the same guy every day. Yeah. You know, he comes in, and that guy is a real upbeat guy. So, Super positive. He's not like a grinder. He's going to be grinding you every day. And, yeah. you know, it's just a light, a light that. So. That's true. That's true. All the right, rest any- of the guys be themselves and just play. There right. you go. Anything to say before we uh, get out of here? This team is on fire. This we- team is on fire. <laughs> we got Alicia Keys in the studio today. Jack go. Black and Alicia Keys, everybody. <laughs> um, it's just been super impressive the way the team has been been pulling together as guys are going down, as we've been saying all year. So let's, just, let's, let's see if the Dodgers are going to be making any moves the, as, the, as the trade deadline approaches. And uh, see if we can go out and get a starting pitcher, boys. Got to get them this week at Colorado for three, and then coming back home to the ravine for the Red Sox coming to town. And then, ooh. Oh, the, are you going to that game, by the uh, way? Maybe. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. For Hunter Marks, I am Mike Conlon. This has been another edition of Dodgers Wrap 360. Thanks for tuning Thanks, in, gang. guys. Go Dodgers. Bye. Get well, Josh. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.